Welcome back, everybody, to the Weapons of Mass Discussion podcast. Glenn Snyder here on the phone with me tonight. Once again, Dr. Corbett Everidge. Hello, hello, uh, hello. What's up, buddy? What's up? Uh, uh, want to jump right in tonight to this. I, I'm fired up. We actually talked here here before we got on tonight, and uh, I was really fired up about some things, and uh, I think he, he kind of had some other some thoughts on some some topics, but uh, I don't know. I yeah, got fired when, up. When on... I'm the voice of reason, there's a problem. <laughs> so, so I, I'm going. I'm gonna go off the edge tonight <laughs> for everybody. Uh, but just a lot of stuff going on in you know in the world around us, and uh, it made me stop and think about some things. I went for a, a run this afternoon, and uh, uh, while I was having my run, it, you know, again, nice thing about running is it, it gives me time to think. Even though I got music, you know, hard rock pumping in my headphones. Uh, I hear it. Oh, bullshit. You're listening to Spandau Ballet. Uh, come Don't on, man. Honey, it's true. Baby. <laughs> All right. <laughs> we, 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 oh, yeah. I got some, I got, I got some wham in my, in my headphones. Uh-huh. Uh, actually, it's a little more like Disturbed and uh, Five Finger Death Punch. But uh, so it really made me think about some things today. One thing I wanted to discuss, the, the topic for tonight is going to be trust. And, you know, the way I see it, and I, you know, I, I don't want to speak for you, but I believe you feel the same I, way. I can close this down in about 10 seconds. I don't trust no damn body, y'all. Thank you all for listening, and I will see you next He's week. out. He's out. Yeah. But, but trust, you know, as children, we have inherent trust. In other words, to our parents, our siblings, you know, we're, we're, we're small. Uh, those are the people that are leading us, guiding us. That's who we're with. That's who we look up to. We look to for protection, look to for you know, food and shelter. Uh, you, you know, you have that. But as you get older, you know, trust becomes something that has to be earned. It's not given. You know, in order, you know, you you have the people that are closest to you, your spouse, uh, your 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 parents, your children, uh, your your siblings, uh, you know, and then your, your closest circle of friends. You know, those are the people that you you know you have a, a level of trust in. You know, and it, it, it didn't just come, especially with friends. You know, it's something that, you know, you spend time, you learn about each other, you share things with each other, and over time that builds trust. You know, I have a very small circle of people that I have total, complete trust in. One of them is on the phone with me tonight. You know, and not only that that, that friend trust that we have, you know, I would, I would trust you with the keys to my house. I would trust you with with, with the, the my bank numbers, you know, uh and, and I better you've got mine. And, and there's and there's very <laughs> and there's very few people in this in this world that that I can say that about. Right. Um, but there's also another, you know, for instance, the trust we have from a training perspective. You know, for mm-hmm. instance, judo training. You know, those are things that you know you go want to throw me through the air. <laughs> let me let me show you this. Let me show you this move. You know, there is a level of trust that has been built over many years mm-hmm. to to know and understand. I know what you're going to do. You know how I'm going to react, and vice versa. And, you know, and again, that takes time to build it. It's, it's like a, like a garden. You got to nurture it and it grows. And, uh, so, you know, that's, to me, that's, that's basic trust. But outside of that circle of, of, of people that are closest to you, um, you know, people got work to do. You know, if you want, if you want to, for me to, to go along with what you're saying, uh, you know, get on, get on the train per se, um, you need you need to prove to me that you are worthy of my trust, and that that's not meant to sound conceited. It's not meant. To, I'm not trying to be an asshole. Um, I just think that's that's the way things ought to be, and everybody should be that way. You know, I'm skeptical of everybody until I pretty much get get inside the 
in, underneath the uh, the hood there and, and kind of get that trust and learn something about somebody. You know, in my mind, I'm, I guess paranoid is not a good word for it, but, you know, I, I'm very skeptical of people's intentions uh, until I learn more about them or have had the ability to spend more time with them and, and learn who they are and how, you know, how they act and do things. You know, a good person to see this, I, I'd, I'd like to revisit this in about 10 years. And okay. hopefully by that point, you know, he'd be willing to talk about it, but let everybody hear from my son. You know, wow. my, yeah. my, my, I'm, you know, I'm an adoptive parent, you know, I'm, I'm a parent, but, you know, let's just be honest about it. We adopted him and, uh, you know, I, I, I'm, I'm, I, I hear a lot of what you're saying. It's made me think about some things about, you know, does he, you know, when you've had a, a bond of trust broken by everybody, you know, at such a young age, like he was, he was four. Yeah. You know, and, and I, I sometimes, you know, it's, it's interesting to hear you talking about this, Glenn, because I sometimes look at this kid, you know, he's 12, going on 13 years old now. And I'm like, you know, does he fully trust me? Uh, so there's a lot to this, man. I mean, it, yeah. It I goes mean, deep. It, it's, oh, yeah. You know, especially in a situation like that, when these are, again, these are the people within, the, you know, to, to quote Robert De Niro and, and meet the parents or meet the Fockers, the circle of trust. You know, mm-hmm. uh, once you get out of the circle, you can't get back in, you know, right. and uh, you break once you break that ring, you can't get back into it. But <clears throat> that's the people that are closest to us. But what I want to look at tonight, you know, from a safety and self-protection perspective um, is when you're when you're taking direction or you're being told things or being given direction, I guess is a better way of putting it from people that are outside that circle. You know, people that, uh, that let's just say, consider themselves in a position of authority or power. Oh, God, I know what it is going to, to try, you know, to, to uh, maybe coerce you, uh, pressure you, uh, just to get you to do something that maybe you're not comfortable with. And, you know. Insert military meme here. <laughs> that's uh, right. That's exactly right. <laughs> so, you know, and right now, one of the biggest things I see right now, and I see, I see this everywhere we go, we're, we're bombarded with it in the media, you know, on television, in, in publications, on the Internet, uh, any store you go into, you know, everything right now, uh, let's just say, you know, because the, the past year, everything's revolved around COVID. And now the big push for everything, you know, for a while it was masks. Got to wear the mask. Got to wear the masks. Um, you know, there's some, there's in my mind, there is some t- debate to that. Now, if you're wearing, what is it? Uh, not an N95, I think it's a P95, like an air, uh, respirator, like you wear when you're painting a paint booth. Yeah. You got that on, you're golden, <laughs> but I- anything other than that, I, I think there's a whole lot of, uh, there's a lot of things that need to be discussed on that, but that's, that's for yeah. a different podcast. Now, Glenn, we talked about that last year and my, and I have not changed this. If the government says you should not wear a mask, you need to wear a mask. Yeah, because, you know, again, the voice of authority, who is Anthony Fauci, um, in March of last year was on 60 Minutes telling people mm-hmm. do not wear the mask. And then he they was say, he was asked, are you sure about this? You know, people are listening. Oh, yeah, 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 you're not really doing anything. If they say don't wear a mask, if they say oh, you need to wear a mask, eh. Eh. Yeah. I mean, yeah. 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 No, I mean, it's a, you know, there's a. I've got two prime examples when you're ready for them about trust, and it's, it's come from not necessarily the government, but what I'll say probably is uh, 
Well, one of them is from the government because we both we both seen this in self defense before. But you know, another one is what I'll say: conventional wisdom amongst the uh, intelligentsia in 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 self defense and in, in America today. So, okay. but proceed, my good man, because okay. uh, because I promise you, uh, on one of them, the left side of my face is going to start drooping because I'll probably have a stroke <laughs> when I talk about it. I knew I hit a nerve tonight, and I hope I hit a nerve out there with people out, in, you know, in, in YouTube land, uh, and not not a, not to strike a bad nerve, but to to, to strike a thought process. Like, wait a minute, man, this guy's on to something. Um, you know, we're we're getting pushed from all sides. And and, and this is this push is coming from the top. It's coming from our you know, our government down. You know, everybody in order for, you know, what we're told is in order to get things opened up, to get things back to normal, to get to get your life back the way you want it, everybody needs to be vaccinated. Well, got to flatten the curve, man. Got to flatten that curve. That's what we were told, you know, last March, you know. And here we are a year later and now, anyway, we're being now, told. If I was obese, I'd be very offended by that statement. <laughs> flattening the curve. <laughs> well, I don't want my curve flattened. Exactly. Um, so, it, it, if the government's telling you to do something, and they're pushing it, and again, they're pushing this hard, the, the, the propaganda going out to the media, and it's, it's getting pushed through, and everywhere we turn, it's, you need to take the vaccine, you need to take the vaccine. I want to say right up front, in t- full disclosure, I am not anti-vaccine. I had, a, as a child, I had my vaccinations. Uh, my children had their vaccinations to go to school. You know, uh, I, I think my personal opinion is there's too many of them. I think I think we're overly vaccinated. But again, I'm not a scientist and I'm not a doctor, so I'm, my conversation is not about the vaccine. This is Vaccines not a, are both. well. The, I mean, yeah, I'm. I'm oh, I, Damn it! You done got me started on this. <laughs> My, so, so, so this is not a scientific conversation. What well, this again? This is going to be a trust conversation. So, exactly. so what I got to do is I need to go to the root here. So we have we have a government that um, that last year and again under Trump, you know, they pushed the, the 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 manufacturers of the vaccines to get a vaccine for this for COVID-19, this particular, you know, pandemic that we were in the middle of, get it, develop it, get it pushed through and get it to the general public. That way we could, we could eradicate it and get rid of it. This is better known as the Kung Flu. The Kung right? Flu. Uh, that's Kung a bad word. So, uh, hey, uh, Biden, bite me where I pee. Yeah, we, we, <laughs> or, or the coof, yeah. as we call it. Um, so, again, if somebody's telling me something like that, and again, I, you know, again, this is not a scientific conversation. It's not. A, it's not a, a, a chemical debate. But let's just be honest about it. You know, when you're injecting a, a foreign substance into your body, there could be an adverse effect. And my problem with it is things happen quickly. In other words, there were things that were. I'm sorry. It, when it takes typically three to five years to approve. A, a, a typical vaccine and the reason being is because of all the different levels of trials that they do there's no way in that time frame they were able to pull off the typical trials that they do to test the safety of vaccines again this could be the safest thing on the planet i, I don't know that but again it comes into that trust you know you haven't convinced me you haven't won over my trust at the fact that you know this is what you say it is Okay, because let's keep in mind the vaccine is not authorized right now. It is it is it's 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 authorized for emergency use. It's not been approved by the FDA. They can't just go selling it, you know, to any old doctor's office or whatever. It is controlled by the government at this point because it is being used with the, the Emergency Authorization Act. 
okay, or, or you with use with emergency authorization. So that that's a little nerve wracking to me, and because it's being used, well, there's a two layered problem here because it's being used um, with an emergency authorization. Um, if there are adverse side, if there were adverse problems with it, you know, now or six months down or whatever the case may be, and, 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 and it can be proven that it's tied to that, there is no recourse of companies like Pfizer or Moderna or Johnson & Johnson or AstraZeneca or whoever, because uh, being an emergency authorization, they're exempt. Now, if it was fully, fully um authorized and had been approved by the FDA and it could be, you know, shipped to any doctor's office as, as they needed it. Um, they still wouldn't have any liability if something went wrong because in the late, in the late 1980s, they, the, uh, <clears throat> I've got the actual name of it right here. That way I don't butcher it and I get it correct. Uh, it's actually a 42 us code 300 AA 22 standards of responsibility. It's basically, uh, uh, the vaccine manufacturers have immunity from from uh, lawsuit if the bad things happen. It actually, said no vaccine manufacturer shall be liable in a civil action for damages arising from a vaccine related injury or death associated with administration of a vaccine after October first, nineteen eighty eight. If the injury or death resulted from a side effects are unavoidable, even though the vaccine was properly prepared and was accompanied by proper direction and warnings. So, to me, right there, I have a problem with trust. How can you know it's tough for me to trust someone that has no skin in the game? They have only to gain. You know, these shots aren't free. Somebody's paying for them. Okay? Now, again, this is not I'm not a scientist, I'm not a doctor, but I I can do basic math and I know that they don't produce these things for free. Somebody's paying for it, right? It's getting paid for. Okay? Somebody's putting money in the bank for every shot that's given. Okay, and I'm sure these aren't, you know, $2 a piece shots. So the vaccine manufacturers are, are, are putting money to bank, and they have no recourse if things go sideways. So to me, that's a huge trust issue for me from the manufacturers and from the government who are pushing it, who push it out there so quick on the people. And I understand why they did it. I get it. I understand. You're trying to get, you, you know, the, the, I understand the thought process behind it. I'm just not so sure that I trust the actual process that was taken and the people that are that are behind that process. Okay? With that said, that's the vaccine. So that's that's something that could have a huge effect on me, my health, and the health of the people that I love and I have in my circle of trust. So that's a big deal. And people say, well, the government, you know, they're they're doing everything they can. They try to do the best. You know, they're they're your best interest is their in, in their interest. And I will stop right there and say, no, I don't believe that. And here's why. The government, and this is not a conspiracy theory. I'm not going to throw out conspiracy theories. This is not a conspiracy theory podcast. This is not what we I do. Smarter. I mean, I was doing something. I'm going to start doing something crazy. No, no. What I'm going to do is I'm going to point out a few things that are factual. And you can go verify this information on your own. It is readily available. And, you know, it's 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 all Stuff that's out there. It was declassified by the government, you know, years after it happened. Uh, but it, so th- some of these things are older. But what it tells you is that the people that you think have your best interest at heart don't always. Again, they need to earn that trust. And based on some of the things I'm going to talk about tonight, you can see why I will question that trust. 
Okay, so I'm gonna go back a few years. We're gonna go back in time tonight for a little bit. We're gonna and for some of you out here, this might be a history lesson. And for those those friends of ours that are not in the United States, maybe we'll give you a U.S. history lesson tonight. Teach you a little bit about some of the things that we've that we've had go on here in this country uh, in the past. So the first thing I want to talk about, and again, this is all related to trust in the government. Now. I pay my taxes, you know, I, I obey the laws, you know, I do, I, I'm, I'm a good citizen. I do my part as a law-abiding citizen, okay? But that doesn't mean that I trust all the people in charge, especially 100% of the time. That's just not the case. And, and here are some of the reasons why. Uh, back in the 1960s, we had a little thing called the Vietnam War. And the Vietnam War, I want to say there was roughly 58,000 Americans died. And I don't know how many millions of Vietnamese. Yeah, that's just Americans. That was uh, fifty-eight thousand yeah. unchanged. Yeah, just 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 Americans. Okay, and it was pro- and just untold numbers of, of Vietnamese. Well, the Vietnam War was started. We got it. We got involved in, in more in the Vietnam because of a, of an incident called the Gulf of Tonkin. Um, it was where the Vietnamese supposedly attacked one of our one of our battleships, one of our ships. Uh, you guys can go read about it. I'm not going to go into detail about it, but you guys can go read more about it. it again, it's all declassified information and stuff that can be readily found on, on you know, uh, internet, even on government sites, archival sites. <clears throat> the problem with it is the attack, as it was reported, did not happen. It was, it was a lie. Now, some say it could have been, you know, you know was it to push someone in the, the military you know, push an agenda they had. Was it something political? I don't know. But the problem with that is we got involved with that. What was it? A uh, nine year, 10 year war, 10 year war. No, well, it's cause it, it it's, kind of 75 ish that we were done. Yeah. We uh, pulled the last Marines out in 75. So you're looking around about 10 years, about 10, 10, yeah, 10, let's just say 10 years plus or minus a little bit. And, and the lives lost over a lie. So to me, that right there, from the, the, the especially the military, um, from, from you know, the the lies that were told to start something, and then and then knowing it was a lie, and not stopping, and not ever come, not telling the truth or everything until all said and done, um, that that right there creates a huge trust issue for me. Again, you know, I wasn't born until 1973, so all this happened all before I was even on the face of the earth. Does it matter? You know, the same apparatus that was running the country then is essentially running the country now. So, you know, that's problem number one. Again, that's our government at work. Number two. Well, Glenn, this just happened recently again, too. Yeah. You know, we invaded our right. Weapons of mass destruction. You know, and then, yeah. you know, we got there like, oh, shucks, they're not here. Yeah. Uh, oh, we had bad intel. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You, you know, know, we had. I take personal offense to that because I worked in the intelligence community and the military, and there's, you know, to be that wrong. Yeah. You know, somebody's ass should have gone to Leavenworth. Yeah. Yeah. That, that, and again, and, and look, we're still there. And people yeah. are still getting, there's still soldiers dying to this day, you know, from, from, you know, IED attacks and, you know, whatever the case may be. It, 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 it's, it's craziness. Again, so, again, the trust. You know, it just erodes that that level of trust. You know, these are the people I'm supposed to be depending on to to protect the country or to make decisions that are, that are having an effect on all of our lives. Okay, so my, the trust is a uh, it's it's running a little thin. So the next thing, um, 
In the 1960s, uh, the Joint Chiefs uh, got together and developed a plan called Operation Northwoods. And what they basically what it was, and it's been, again, this is another thing declassified. You can go find out. You can verify it for yourself. Um, where they were going to stage a terrorist attack within the United States and blame it on Cuba to go to war and take over Cuba. I mean, that, that dude. Now, I think Kennedy squashed it. Said, no, that ain't happening. So to his credit. But, again, going back into the military, the Joint Chiefs approved this. I mean, you know, and again, go you can look it up. You want to get all the, the fine details and names and dates and all that, that thing, but it's called Operation Northwoods. So, again, my level of trust in the people in charge left a lot to be desired because the man that squashed it is no longer with us. He wasn't with them very much longer after that. Uh, the next thing starts getting closer to the vaccine conversation. One of the things we hear on TV and in the media, they talk about that a lot of uh, right-wingers don't want the vaccine. And they're saying they don't want it because they're, they're anti what anything that anybody else wants or whatever the case may be. They have an agenda. They're biased. Um, or they say a lot of, of, of black Americans don't want the vaccine. Um, and with this next tidbit of information, I can sort of understand why. I can I, I feel feel their their apprehension about doing it. Uh, <clears throat> back in the 1930s, there was a thing called. Uh, oh, excuse me. So make sure I got. Uh, yep, in 1932, uh, it's called the Tuskegee experiment, and what it was is the Tuskegee study of untreated syphilis, and they basically injected uh, black men with syphilis um, unknown to them to test the, you know, to, to test the, the effects of, of how it reacted in their body. Again, you can go read more about this. It's called the Tuskegee experiment. Um, that unknowingly injecting anybody, I don't care who they are with something like that. That's, that's just pure evil, pure evil. And, and wrong in every, way shape or form so you've got a government organization doing something like that to i don't care if it's american i don't care who it is anybody is is just this flat wrong so again really erodes my trust you know because they're telling them they're giving them one thing and they were giving them something else again that erodes trust uh the next thing was actually pretty interesting is in 1955, they started producing the polio vaccine. So, but from 1955 to 19, 1963, uh, they produced vaccines with uh, with monk, some type of monkey cells. Okay, the problem with these monkey cells it could lead to cancer. It, it was you know, it had a, the whatever again. I'm not a geneticist or anything like that, but and you can go read this stuff for yourself, verify this information. But basically, it was a it, it was a cancer it. it led to like a cancer-causing effect because of these monkey cells within this vaccine. Uh, by 1963, uh, they had got rid of it. They had taken it out and, and fixed that problem. But it was a problem for, you know, for eight years. Uh, uh, probably close to 100 million kids were vaccinated with this polio vaccine that was, 
you know, produced using these cells and leading to, you know, potential cancer issues. Again, a vaccine, and again, the, the, the polio vaccine done what it was supposed to do to eradicate polio. The problem was it took eight years to get what they had originally fixed. So it didn't cause these other problems. You know, how many, how many people lives were, were that may have never got polio, but because they got that vaccine that was tainted uh, in that way, what else did it lead to? So, cause they were, I'm sure they were told, Hey, it's safe. Take it. This is, this is the greatest thing since sliced bread. So again, more of that trust is eroded away. Um, <clears throat> and then in the 19, let's see, when was it? It was the sixties, early seventies. Uh, there was a program through the CIA, and again, all declassified, called MK Ultra. And what they were doing is they would, they were using, they were uh, giving un, people unknowingly giving people LSD. Uh, they were recruiting prostitutes to sneak it into, you know, sneak it and give it to their Johns, and then whenever you know they went into whatever their, their psychedelic trip, they would monitor them. And try to see you know what they could get them to do, how they would react, how can they control the a person's thought process, and that sort of thing using LSD. Again, you can look all this stuff up. Now, again, everything I'm talking about is you know early to mid 20th century. Okay, so it's older information, but it takes all that time for this information to come to the surface and come to light, so we get a chance to see it. You know, way after the fact. You know, it's by the time everything's all said and done. Okay, well, you know, people have already died off that were really part of part of this problem, or these 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 issues, and so things get brought to the surface. And now you can't hold them accountable for it. You can't exactly. So now here's my so here's here's the problem. You know, we move up closer to to current times, and I, I go back to this you know this thing with the in the in 1988 where the 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 vaccine manufacturers where where you know law was passed in congress to protect them from from liability you know they threatened to not make vaccines anymore cuz they got tired of being sued for things when bad things happen so we're not going to make vaccines or if you don't protect us so they they pushed through legislation got protected so that again it erodes my trust in that system uh, <clears throat> you know moving forward to let's just go you know like you said you were talking about earlier 2000 2002-2003, uh, we were told weapons of mass destruction. You know, Saddam Hussein held weapons of mass destruction, and he was going to uh, uh, use these things against Americans. And so we got involved in the Iraq War. Still there to this day. Well, we didn't get involved. We started it. Well, yeah, let me back up. Yes, we, did, we started it. You know, they sent troops to Afghanistan because they wanted to get Osama bin Laden. And then we wound up in, in Iraq, and then the whole the whole thing just fell apart. You know how many lives have been lost over all that, and nothing. Nothing's really changed. Nothing. Nothing's. I guess nothing's changed. Well, um, it has. Uh, we 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 made things tra- catastrophically worse. True. Nothing's you know, changed for the better. Let me let me rephrase that. Nothing's know, changed for the better. We would not have one tenth of the problems with Iran right now if Saddam Hussein were alive. Yeah, that that's correct. You know, they kept them in check. I caught a lot of heat when I was in the military when I said this. Is what we managed to do there was destabilize the entire region. Yep. That's all we did. Yep. We made a mess of it. That's all we did. Let me back up. I want to rephrase that. 
the people in charge made a mess of it. Our soldiers didn't make a mess of it. Oh. Our soldiers were doing what they were told to. They were doing their, they they were they were following orders, doing doing the job they were sent there to do. I'm not going to take that away from them. Um, but the people in charge that weren't there, the people that were sitting over here, you know, living you know high on the hog, uh, off government cheese money, they uh, they didn't they didn't lose out on it. You know, so to yeah, me, so, like so, Prince. yeah. So it's war's profitable. I mean, you know, you got to keep a war going because there's so much money to be made on it. You know, that's that's the way the government looks at it. There are so many people with their hands in the pie. Um, you got to have some kind of conflict going on because there's too much money to be made on conflict. Ain't no conflict. There's people ain't getting paid. So, so again, it, it erodes that level of trust. You know, my, you know, so, so I've got you telling me to do something, uh, but you want and you want me to trust what you're telling me to do. But then I go back and I look through history here, and and I see all these things. And let's let's go even more recent. Let's go 2013 ish. Was that 2013? Uh, Edward, uh, a gentleman named Edward Snowden, who took it upon oh, him, yeah. took it upon himself to let us know that we were being spied on in all sorts of different ways. You know, I I, I remember you know. Uh, years ago, people say, well, I don't care what, they, I ain't got nothing to hide. I don't care what they see. And then, because, you know, if everybody thought, well, it's a conspiracy theory. They don't, they don't care what I got to do. They don't care what I'm typing or care what I'm saying on the phone. Oh, really? Well, guess what? They were taking it all in. Mm-hmm. And, and probably, you know, I know they try to say they changed this and changed that, but they're still taking it all in a day. If, if I was a betting man, I'd bet the, I'd bet the money on it. Um, and probably more so than they were before. They just gotten better at hiding it, right? Um, so again, you know, but but it's for our safety. It's to protect us. You know, it's gonna keep us safe. You know, we you know, we, we got to look at everything that goes on to make sure everybody stays safe. Horseshit. So you take all that information. You take all that information, and you take all these things that I've just talked about. Gulf of Tonkin again. All the people that died there. Operation Northwoods. They were going to actually do something here in the United States to make it look like somebody else did it so they could go to war. The Tuskegee experiment. Where they were, false flag, exactly. So, Tuskegee experiment, where they were injecting, uh, uh, syphilis in, into American citizens. Um, these contaminated polio vaccines that they give for eight years before they got it fixed. Okay? Uh, and then this MK Ultra, where they were, you know, using LSD to test it on, you know, guinea pig, human guinea pigs. And, so, and then you move forward, and then you've got the whole thing with the uh, the weapons of mass destruction in, in Iraq, who that didn't, didn't but actually showing up, didn't didn't have there, and then you have the the revelations with Edward Snowden, and and I, and I could go. There's more. I, when I done my, some of my research on this, there's a whole lot more, but we only have roughly an hour to talk about this, so I wanted to get, <laughs> I wanted to skim the surface. You don't have Joe Rogan one tonight? <laughs> no, we're not going to go three hours. hours? <laughs> I don't have no whiskey and cigar down here, so I need, <laughs> I get some of that, we'll go three hours. <clears throat> but, uh, but what it all, what where, where I'm going with this is, you know, the government, um, the local, our local health authorities, our doctors, all the people that you know, that are in a position of, of authority. I don't want to call it power, but a, in a position of authority uh, because these people are making decisions that are affecting all of our lives. You know, from from, from the top down, from the, the federal government down to the state government to, to our local governments. You know, like in North Carolina, 
we still have a mask mandate. You know, our governor is not going to open things. You know, he's slowly starting to open things back up now, but he's not going to get things fully open until he sees certain numbers, till he gets what he wants with these numbers. He may never get it. You know, again, Jenny's out of the bottle. It, it, tomorrow it could be something else. Um, and then down to your, your local, your, your city and county governments where, you know, where, where they have their own regulations and mandates and things like that. Um, so all these people in a, in a position of authority pushing me to do something that I'm not comfortable with, okay? And again, I'm not against vaccines. It's not my argument. My argument is um, the way things have transpired over the past year, um, a lot of the things that I see have been somewhat shady. Uh, things that I see that in, in, in my mind look to me that, that things are not being on the up and up. Uh, manipulation of data. Uh, the fact that there was a monetary uh, value attached to how many uh, COVID cases were admitted into a hospital and then more money attached to the fact if somebody died of COVID within a hospital. Um, all these things that, um, that to me, in my opinion, can lead to corruption, that can lead to deception, that can lead to, to people not being straight up with me. So, again, none of these people that are telling me to do this have earned my trust. So I'm skeptical. I'm skeptical of things that they tell me. You know, again, ultimately this has, can have an effect on my personal safety. And, again, we're about self-protection, keeping ourselves safe. Again, it's not always about kicking and punching. You know, it's, it's about the whole sphere of, of keeping our, doing what we have to do to keep ourselves safe. Now, you have to do what's best for you. Again, I'm not telling anybody to take it. I'm not telling anybody not to take it. That's your personal choice. All I'm asking is, for me, I want a level of trust. And I want to I want to know that there's assurance before I do anything that's going to have a de- that that can potentially have a detrimental effect on the health of me or the people that I love. So I've said a whole lot in the last 30 minutes. <laughs> so, and I know you're chopping at the bit to chime in. And I know you had some things you wanted to touch on. So am I off base saying things the way I say it? Do I sound, am I, am I being a conspiracy theorist? Am I being uh, out there in far right field and, and, and sounding, you know, uh, like, you know, I'm just, just some kind of crazy person that, that, that's just don't like nobody. No. You know, I, if I anything, you know, Glenn, I, I think you're far, being far too kind. Um, and I, I will say this because we have at some points in time over the last year of the saga, you know, talked about the vaccine and, you know, whether we're going to get it, I'm uh, not going to get it. And, and I probably mentioned on a few times that I would, would not, you know, maybe, maybe not. Who knows? Mm-hmm. Uh, in full disclosure, I'm getting my second one this coming Friday. I'm, I've, I've been doing the Moderna and, mm-hmm. and I'm not, I'm, I'm not afraid of the virus. I, I, I honestly, I think I've already had it. Um, this came down to a, a unemployment decision. Yeah. Because of something, because in, in, in the facilities in which I work, yeah, uh, I was not given a choice. Correct. Correct. It's going to happen. So, yeah. you know, so, and, and, you know, if anybody's got any concerns about it, I will tell you my experience. 
uh, I got mine on a first shot on a Friday. I, I did get the Modernos, and that was, and from what I understand, at that point in time, this was prior to Johnson and Johnson coming out. Yeah. The only thing it did was on that was on a Friday, Saturday night. I had a splitting headache and uh, chills. Yeah. And I got up Sunday morning, and I was perfectly fine. I, I I'm I'm a PhD, not an MD. I'm a FUD. I'm not a mud. I don't know. You know, I've heard everything from it's going to change your genetic makeup to the basic structure of your cells. I don't know. Yeah. You know, I, I will tell you this. Recently, I had to have some blood work done to go into go to work in a facility that I'm working in now. And to my knowledge, I, I have never had chicken pox. Okay. You know, that was a childhood disease. When we were kids, everybody had it. Yeah, I had it. So. Somehow I got around it, and now it would be a curse because at forty-eight years old, if I was get the was to get the chicken pox, mm-hmm. that could be a life-threatening illness. Mm-hmm. So I had to go through this battery of tests, and at some point they determined that I was immune to chicken pox. Hmm. So that could only happen according to the doctor one of three ways: either. I'm naturally immune to it, which he said would make me a one of the most rare individuals walking around on the planet today. Okay. Well, I knew you was one of those. Yeah, well, I, you know, <laughs> define rare, but yeah, you probably got a point there. It could be that I had such a mild case that it did, in fact, you know, render me immune to it. Mm-hmm. Or I had a vaccine. Well, I could automatically rule number three out because I went through all these years mm-hmm. believing that I never had it. And when I finally, I've, I've had the same doctor for years. And, and when I brought it up to my doctor, she told me, you know, she looked me dead in the eye. She said, I would be very concerned about giving this to you because if you had an adverse reaction, it could, it could cause some irreversible damage. So mm-hmm. my doctor would not give it to me. She's, you know, she said, no, I'm, I'm not doing that. Right. So I've, I've never had this vaccine. So it's either got to be, I'm naturally immune to the chicken pox or, or something happened. Yeah. So. If that can happen with something like that, then then what, why are we in, a, in the infancy of something like COVID-19, which they called a, a, a novel coronavirus, which mm-hmm. was a new one? Mm-hmm. My concern on this is why are we rushing to fix a problem that we don't even know is going to be a long-term problem? Yeah, and that is exactly my point. Okay. I, I mean, the vaccine, you know, I've not grown a third testicle yet. Yet. Now, if I do, I mean, I'm be going into a far different line of work. Uh, uh, I was going to say fine. you joined the circus, but Barman Bailey's yeah. out of business. Yeah, my <laughs> wife is allergic to eggs, and she had a little bit of a reaction from Pfizer. She got the Pfizer vaccine. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, she felt like crap for a couple of days, and she was fine. But, you know, it's not. I'm not here to talk about my health. So, folks, I'm going to tell you, uh, I, I'm I'm – not going to mince any words about this. I firmly believe now, and 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 for all of you, I've, we've always made a pledge to all of you that we're we're just going to call it like we see it. And I'm going to tell you the way I see things. And and if you get offended, well, just you, you're just going to have to call and offend me back. The United States government is evil. I'm just going to say it. The United States government, as we know it, is evil. And this is not a new phenomenon. 
you know, you go all the way back to some of the, the, the very good examples you've got. And, I mean, and, and here's the disturbing part of this, Glenn. Those are the ones we know about. Exactly. You know, God knows what we don't know about. Right. You know, you go through Scripture. There's several instances in Scripture talks, you know, and, and you just go to a basis of morality. Criminals generally don't want to get caught. You know, because they know it threatens it threatens their enterprise. Mm-hmm. You know, it threatens what reputation they may have. You know, it, it threatens their liberty. Right. So why then, if if you've got on a basic level a human, a, an individual human being that doesn't want to get caught for stealing a car or or embezzling money from their employer or <clears throat> killing their neighbor? Or molesting a child, which that they don't even try to have that anymore. But but you get the point. Right. Then it makes you kind of stop and 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 look about why we have institutions, and this just does not apply to government. But we'll just since we're bashing the government tonight, we'll stick with that. Why do they go to such links to hide things? Right. You know. You know. We we have have traditionally looked at at places like Russia and China and, you know, pick a country that we don't like or have not bombed yet. Mm -hmm. And we've talked about these governments and these people in general as if they are, you know, they're not even on the same moral or, 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 or humanistic plane as we are. And we have done, we, we've got to be honest about this folks. Yep. Not me, not you, not anybody listening to this, but but you know, at the end of the day, we have to be, we have to take some level of responsibility for this because we put these people in these positions of power. Mm-hmm. When you go to that voting box, yes, every time you go to that voting box, you know, I'm going to vote for the lesser of two evils. Well, 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 sir, ma'am, the problem with that is, is you still voted for evil. Mm-hmm. You know, so I'm not going to cut you any slack over this, and and I'm just as guilty as you are. I was. I'm not. I'm not doing it anymore. But I fell for that lie for a long time. Yeah. But we're going to sit back and we we'll, we'll sit and look at somebody like Vladimir Putin or, or Xi Jinping or or what's that little fat dude in uh, North Korea? Uh, Kim Jong Un. Un. Yeah. You know the real criminal there is his barber. I ain't figured that haircut out yet, man. I mean, I don't. I, I now if somebody there's a free T-shirt in this, if somebody can figure that out for me, why the hell do you got that crazy? Yeah. Hey, anyway, so, but I, it's funny you brought this up because I was I was traveling today and I was listening to a podcast and they were talking about crossfire hurricanes. Ah, okay. And this guy, the, the, they roped you in because, the, you know, when you're sitting there and reading the synopsis of the podcast, it says this is a nonpartisan view of what happened in Crossfire Hurricane. And it was an espionage podcast. I, I, that's that's mm-hmm. what it was. Well, I, I kept noticing words popping up. It would talk about, you know, they were trying to salvage the reputation of the FBI and, and words kept popping up. Nonsense, not true, falsehoods. And every one of these words was pointing at Donald Trump. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now, if anybody's listening to us to any amount of time, you're going to remember that I am no defender or 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 <laughs> we, fan of Donald Trump. We know. <laughs> but 
we got to be fair about this. Right. And you've got people that are going to defend the institutions of this country to the end when they are the very ones abusing you. Right. And we got to call that for what it is. Yep. And now we're on the verge. And I pray to God I'm wrong. But we're on the verge of either having an, uh, of, of an enormous meltdown in this country or they're going to start a war with somebody like China. And I'm going to say, I'm going to publicly say it. We will lose. Short of going nuclear, we will lose. And then everybody loses. Yeah. There's no winner in that one. No. But it's ironic that you will have people that call one side of the fence racist and, uh, and, and you, you know, whatever bad word there is today mm-hmm. about building a wall on the southern border, and they're taking a fence down around the Capitol. Yeah. Well, apparently walls work. Yeah, because they had it for two months. Right. You know, so the house that, that as an American, you know, ensconces the person that's supposed to represent you, you can't even go to. Right. So, yes, absolutely trust is. But I'm going to go a little bit of a step further because I'm a firm believer that politics and crime, which pretty much is the same thing, yeah, is a microcosm of society as a whole. What, what I think happens is when you see the health of a country or the health of a society and the health of a culture, is you look at what type of crime happens, how much of it, and to whom it's happening. If you look, can look at those three things, you got a pretty good idea on how healthy your society is. And and having said that, we are in some serious trouble. Oh, yeah. Because to cut to where that was, I, I, there's, there's two things that I've, I've been looking at lately. And one of them is just really stuck in my crawl. But, but the first one is we've gone back and we've had our law enforcement apparatus has looked at women for the past, I'm going to say, let's just be generous and say 20 years. You know, if you're being sexually assaulted, if you're being raped, don't fight back. Mm. You know, you, you, you may anger him. You, you, the injuries you receive may be worse. Any law enforcement officer or security professional or legal professional that says that to a woman should be jailed. Yeah. That's I'm complete say endangerment. It. That is total endangerment. You know, if you ever have the, the, the displeasure of having to spend time with a woman who has been violently raped like Glenn and I have, you will see the damage that that bad advice gives someone. And it makes me very angry because you're setting a person up to live a life that, and, and, and this sounds strange, but I'm going to be honest about this. You're setting them up to live a life that would be far worse than any death they could have ever suffered had they tried to defend their own honor. Right. And you've got people who are constitutionally not bound to defend you. We've, we've shown that in court, that law enforcement has been shown in the courts of the United States that they have no constitutional duty to protect the pu- uh, protect the public. Their only duty is to enforce the law. Right. But then when you defend yourself, then you're scrutinized. Yeah. 
we're, we're being fed lie after lie after lie. And what's happening is you've got a small segment of the population, meaning our government officials, from the federal government to the states, Roy Cooper, mm-hmm. and even into like where I live, the county I live in in North Carolina, the best thing that could happen is we, is we dig it out and make a lake out of it. But that bleeds over in our society. And I challenge anyone within the sound of our voice tonight. I want you to show me within the past 20 to 30 years a major success that the United States government has has given our society that has not ended up in either a sheer disaster or it never happened to begin with. I'll wait. You're going to be waiting a while. They screw up everything they touch. Yep. Okay. So then we go, and I'm I'm probably step on your toes a little bit on this one, but I was in a place today. I was looking for something work-related, minding my own business, and I hear this guy walk up and says, he was looking for something. He says, well, I'm, you know, you don't want to carry your gun out because people can see it. I about bit my tongue in two. I have no idea what this gentleman was talking about, nor do I care. (laughs) But I had a conversation with a lady the other night, self-defense related, and this came up. And and she said, what do you think about CCW? I said, "I I think it's absurd. And everybody in the room stopped and turned and looked at me. Well, why would you say that? I said, well, let's, let's stop and think about this. I said, hear me out. If carrying a concealed weapon was a tactical advantage, then why don't the cops do it? <laughs> okay. Okay. Well, it makes you a target. Well, that, that, that's statistically not true. Right. Because according to the FBI statistics, most shootings, all of them, including ones that are involved in the police with, with law enforcement when they have to deploy their weapon, happen, generally speaking, there. I think the national average is from three to five feet. So unless you're fighting Chris Kyle, that wa- that that argument has no water whatsoever. None. Right. Weapons are only effective when they're accessible, mm-hmm. when they're appropriate, and what I call ancillary, when they they have to be used either in conjunction or to support something else. Yeah. If those three criteria are not met, then the weapon is pointless. Yep, that is correct. So you either have a, a holster that is wrapped around a penis, <laughs> one that's, that's somewhere in your rectum, or those stupid ankle holsters. When our national statistics by our chief law enforcement organization that keeps statistics on our behalf says that when you're going to get shot, it's most likely going to be within a range of three to five feet. So going back to the lady that I spoke with, mm-hmm. I said, let me ask you something because she was CC. She had a CCW. I said, let me ask mm-hmm. you something. I said, I'm not trying to be obtuse here, but I want you to be, just be completely honest with me. I said, how often do you, do you practice drawing that weapon from a concealed posture to where you would feel comfortable employing it. She said, I don't. I said, you know what? I said, I thank you for being honest with me. I said, that makes, you know, I said, you know what that makes you? I said, normal. 
I said, what's going to happen though, when you get attacked at, you know, at a, at a, at a shopping center and all of a sudden now your heartbeat goes from resting to 130 beats a minute and you lose your fine motor skills. Your hands are full because you got your purse on one shoulder and you hold two shopping bags. Mm-hmm. And you're trying to get to that firearm. Yep. They didn't teach you that in CCW class, did they, when they charged you 80 bucks and you had to watch a video and go shoot from seven yards? <laughs> That's right. That's okay. right. Man, I'm fed up with it. I know. I, we've because, had this conversation so many times we're blue in the face. Because... It's not the fact of, I mean, if you want to carry your weapon concealed and you want to shove it up your ass, you need to be my guest. Yeah. But they're going to get to it. Right. The problem I have with it is, is you're basing it on a lie. Yeah. Everything people say about this topic is a lie. And I, and I ask them a very basic question. Would you get in a cage, in an octagon with Mike Tyson and put your hands in your pockets. <laughs> and they look at me, well, hell no. I'm like, well, why are you doing it with your gun? Woo! I like it. it. It's ridiculous. And you have people that should know better, you know, in the firearms industry, in, in government, local government with the police, and, 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 you know, even in our industry. Yeah. And then you go back to the vaccination question where there's no accountability for this bad advice whatsoever. Right. And you wonder why people are scared to death. And this comes back to what you're saying is they look at people like you and I. And, and, and we get we get mud on this from this also is there's a lack of trust all the way around. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, well, this guy, you know, told me that this was a bad, you know, I shouldn't be doing this. I shouldn't carry my gun on my hip. And all of a sudden now he can't understand why he's hogtied in the back of the van mm. and, and, and being kidnapped and, and, and God knows what else. I'm going to share something with everybody. You know, a, a few years ago, Glenn and I were approached by a church. They wanted, you know, there, there had been a, a church shooting and the phone started ringing off the hook, did it not? Mm-hmm. Well, we hear all of this balderdash from the federal government, people like, you know, Joe Biden, Kamala Harris, Sandy Hook, this, that, and the other. And that's a tragedy. Parkland, don't get me wrong. Yep. That, that is an Anytime absolute, somebody dies, it is a tragedy, especially absolute, a child. Yes. You know, God bless every one of those people. <clears throat> but it's interesting that you never hear the fact that every year there are more people killed in churches than there are in school shootings combined. Right. So we had a church call us, and our general policy from a business perspective is I don't care if it's a Christian church, if it's a Jewish temple, if it's a Muslim mosque, we will not charge you. Right. Now, if you want to give us a love offering, great. If we make $1, great. If you give us 10000 that's great, too. But we will not send you a bill for anything we do for a, for a faith-based organization. Right. No matter who they are. Right. I don't care who it is. I will not do it. So this church in question, for whatever reason, chose to seek the advice of a local law enforcement organization. Oh, yeah. 
what they did was came in, and the only thing they asked these people for was they asked the minister and, and I think the deacons was a floor plan of the church. Well, that should have been a red flag because all that tells them is how what's going to happen when the SWAT team breaches, and then they want to know, you know, probably where the shooter is and how, and how many bodies to step over. Yeah. So they did it, thinking, okay, well, they've got her back. Well, the following Sunday, while the minister's upstairs, you know, is giving the sermon, the lady downstairs is getting robbed. Yeah. No kidding, folks. This is a true story. Yep, it is. Sage advice from someone that if they had any inkling of what true security is and self-defense and self-protection, they would have that this would have never happened. It, again, it goes back. It's more advice and more being told what to do by people in authority who have, if you have the people have the perception, know what they're talking about, know what's best for you. But yeah. Glenn, here's the problem. Yeah. I'm going to say this, and, and this goes into what you're saying, <clears throat> probably more so than what I'm about to say, but, but you're 100% correct, is the danger in this is when trust is broken. When you have somebody like me on my stances on CCW or – you know, if you want to do that, great. I'm not opposed to that. I'm asking you to look at this factually mm-hmm. and in reality. That's all I'm asking you to do. Make an educated decision. Yeah. If you still, if you're a woman and you still want to put your derringer between your hooters, fantastic. Yeah. But understand this, that that's just not grounded in reality. The problem, Glenn is when you have people that start saying things like you and I do, well, probably more, I'm not going to drag you down with me, is they've heard so many lies and so much insanity that they start looking at people like you and I and say, well, he's the crazy one. Mm-hmm. And and the whole time, it's almost like it's almost like a Stockholm syndrome. Yeah. Well, the government, you know, well, why would they lie to me? Mm. You know, one of those podcasts I was listening to today, they were talking about uh, Maria Butina, who was involved in, they said she was a Russian spy. Maybe she was, maybe she wasn't. I don't know. I mean, it, who cares? You know, everybody gets all wrapped around the actual, say, oh, somebody spying on us. Have you ever heard of a group called the CIA? And it's not the Christians in action. That's right. Anyway. They had, I don't know how they figured how they got this guy, but Peter Strzok was on the, on the, on the podcast. Oh Lord! And he was talking about oligarchs and how they work and how they were tied to to, to the political apparatus in Moscow. And I'm sitting here listening to this while I'm running. I'm like, hmm, that sounds a whole lot like Washington D.C. <laughs> Absolutely, it does. That's exactly what it sounds like. I think maybe he was just inserting name here, and he was really talking about Washington. Right. You know. <laughs> You know, folks, if you go back, if you're a Christian listening to us, and you want to know the danger in in broken trust, and then when somebody comes along and tries to say something that you're not used to hearing, but they mean it with a good heart and they know what they're talking about, go back in, in Scripture and read the book of Jeremiah where he's screaming to people, don't do this. Please, God, turn around. And nobody would listen to him, and it did not end well. Right. That's what happens when trust is broken. And, you know, um, Glenn, at the end of the day, for people like you and I in our business, I've said this and I'll say it again, you know, 
you know, those with ears shall hear, those with eyes shall see. And if you can't do either one of those, you've just got to feel it. Yeah. And, and brother, we, we're, we're about to pass an exit here as a country. And I'm not sure we haven't already, but. Yeah. Uh, and once you pass that exit, they ain't no getting off the road. You, you, you pass the point of no return. Yeah. Right. And I think not to hijack what you're saying, but, but, but what needs to happen individually, you know, family and, you know, and even within your community, you need to start getting together and looking after one another's needs. Yeah. Because, you know, like my street here, you know, the worst thing anybody could do was come down my street because it, you know, there's a couple of these guys that own bobcats and I were out in the middle of nowhere and everybody here is armed to the teeth. Yeah. Yeah. And you know my situation. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> so. you know, so <clears throat> if, if you're looking to the government to solve your problems for you, you know, that that's, uh, you know, the proverbial fox garden hen house. Yeah. That's what you're doing. Yeah. And I was listening to a podcast not too long ago. There's some guy, he's a, uh, a politician somewhere up north. He's, he's a Democrat. And from time to time, I'll listen to things that just really pissed me off just because, you know, well, why not? But I want to know what, what my enemy thinks. Yeah. And he was talking about how he came back from Iraq. He was an armor officer, infantry officer, something. I, I forgot. I'm not going to slander the guy. I mean, he seemed like a good dude. He probably means what he says. He's just politically stupid. And he, the man is actually in tears because he's seeing what's going on in places like Chicago and Detroit and, you know, and all this stuff. Mm-hmm. But you have no problem trashing Donald Trump and, and the Republican Party or, or, or anybody like that doesn't agree with you. But you have no problem going to Iraq voluntarily killing brown Muslim people based on a lie. I'm sorry, my friend, you have no credibility with me because everybody who joined the military, just like I did, nobody held a gun to my head and made me sign those papers. Right. And yes, you are, are legally bound to follow orders. Yeah. Very good point. Very good. But at the same time, don't come preaching to me about things going on here when the government you served is murdering people. Yeah. I don't want to hear it. Yeah. You know, this George Floyd trial, mark my words, this is going to be an astronomical mess. And it's already that. It's been it's, that. Yeah. But these people screw up everything they touch. They can't even open a school after a flu on steroids. Right. And you, I mean, let's think about this. The United States government, and I said this to a lady at the bank one day, and she looked at me like I kicked her dog. She said something about a credit score, and I looked at her. I said, you're joking, right? (laughs) It wasn't wasn't me. I mean, she was talking. She's just making a comment about credit scores. She said, what do you mean? I say, United States government is $25 trillion in debt, and you're going to lecture this man about a credit score? Yeah. <laughs> Give me a break. <laughs> Get the hell out of I, here, I, lady. It, it all goes back to that. I mean, you ha- 
the people telling me the things that I need to abide by and do have not earned the trust to tell me these things and expect me to do them or do them willingly and, and go along with it. Glenn, my family was from Eastern Kentucky, coal miners. Right. My dad, when he died, he died June 11th, 2008, and the man never had an ATM card. Right. And I'll go you one further than that. He had a bank account, and he didn't even know the numbers. That was all left to my mom. But every time he got paid, he would go have her withdraw. The, the <clears throat> He left in there what it kept for them to keep from closing the account. Right. The night, my, about a week before my dad died, he was very sick. I mean, he he would have pancreatic cancer, and he was he was on the way down. And, and and he came up to me. He said, "When something happens to me, he showed me where to go." And and actually, the workbench he had is is why I work on my guns now. Uh, I got my dad's workbench, and he had this big pegboard behind it. He said, "There's something back there. I want you to get it. And give it to your mama." He said, "Don't touch it before then, but when I'm gone, I need you to get that and give it to her." So okay. So he died. A couple of days later, I went and got it, and I got he had some wire. It was around three pill bottles, and I counted out $27,000 in cash. Wow. And the months before he died, he replaced everything in the house. If there was an appliance, he replaced it. He bought a new lawnmower. The man never had a bank, bank account. My grandparents never did. You know why? Because those people went through the Great Depression, and they saw what happened to their money when they trusted an institution that had their best interest at heart, meaning a bank. Right. Yep. And those people lost everything. But they looked at people like my grandpa, my grandma, and my dad like they were they were backwards hicks. Yeah. They were stupid. What? You don't put your money in a bank? Hmm. Yeah. yeah. So they, he had a pocket full of money, and you couldn't get yours out of the, out of the machine. Now who's the dummy? That's right. Exactly right. So you know we need to get back to the basics. Back to the basics, absolutely. And and, and those people that uh, in authority, they need to uh, they need to prove themselves. They need to earn that trust. If you if you want me to, to I'm not going to go along to get along. If you want me on board, uh, you need to convince me and earn my trust. And show me that everything you do is genuine and pure. Or else, I don't want a part of it. So that that was you know tonight tonight was just something because of stuff I've been seeing. It was on my it was on my mind again. I was running today and it hit me and I, all this stuff started going through my mind. And I just I just you know for me it felt good to say it. And I hope it's, it's on the minds of, of lots of others. And again, even if you're not in the United States, I'm sure some of the places that, that, that you know based on our, our podcast cast stats, uh, some of our analytical data that some of the countries that do listen in, um, you guys have the same problems where you're at. You're well, being, look at Germany. You're, Germany's one of on our list Yep, and, of one of our big ones. And, yep. and you know, I'm, I'm not going to lie about it. You know, right wing, left wing, I'm in the ditch on the right side. Yeah. But, you know, you know, our, our followers in Germany, you know, my God, look at that. Look at what Mrs. Potato Head's doing to that place over there. Yeah. Oh, uh, the only I mean, I never thought I'd live to see the day of this, but, you know, my God, I mean, you know, Glenn, did you ever stop to think that we would look up and all of a sudden and say, hmm, they got it pretty good over in Russia? Oh, yeah, that's that's some crazy. That's some crazy. <laughs> you know, that's you some know, crazy. God bless y'all. You know, I don't know what y'all yeah. are doing, but, you know, I mean, I'm I'm willing to listen. Yeah. 
So, you know, people it, are assets. You know, you said something while ago. I'm going to close on this one. Okay. I've heard this say, you know, well, China would have no problem releasing that virus in their own country because they don't they don't care about their citizens. Let's stop and think about this. Why would you kill your cash cow? Hmm. Think about that. If they intentionally did something like that, why would you kill the main engine of your economy? Yeah, the workers that get paid next to yeah. nothing. I mean, you know, that's kind of the whole tenet of communism. Workers of the world unite, right? Right, right. Let's just go ahead and just uh, screw it. We're going to make a point. We're going to stick it to the man in Washington, D.C., so we're just going to, you know, yeah, that, that that's just sheer balderdash. Yeah, I agree. Pay attention, people. I, I want all of you, the main theme of our, as far as I'm concerned, I'm going to speak for Glenn, is I want you to start reverse engineering thought. If this, if, if, if A equals B, you know, A plus B equals C, you know, then we got a few more letters in the alphabet. Let's start putting them into the equation. Right. Because you, 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 you know, you know, you listen to these words. Have you ever noticed that you listen to a lot of things now and you keep hearing this term gaslighting? Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay, I want you to think about this. Don't even think about the term gaslighting because it's true. But why is all of a sudden now that everybody and their brother is using the word gaslighting? I don't know. When I hear gaslighting, yeah. I'm going to eat some beans and get a lighter. Yeah, but you never heard about <laughs> this word in, in our in our political and in our, in our social discourse 10 years ago. No, no. You know, one it's it's the word du jour of the day, man. Yeah, exactly. So yeah. that says a lot about our society. Yeah. It's it, uh, anything you can make a what a meme out of or some shit. So, but, no Twitter, you know, Twitter is the bathroom wall of the internet. <clears throat> yeah. Oh yeah. You know. Yeah. So, with you know, with that said, you know, my 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 take is make those people that are, are trying to to get you to do something make make them earn your trust. Make them. Uh, make make them earn. You know them. You know, the the ability to to try to sway you to do something. You know, show me why I should do this. Why should I trust you? No, Glenn. I'm gonna step out on a limb here. Okay. You know, some scientist that works for Pfizer, or Moderna, or Johnson and Johnson, or you know, you know, let's do the hokey pokey and turn yourself around. Whatever company we got this week, uh-huh. they are not immune from liability. They got a name and an address. That is true. You know, when when you know. When people start having to live in pure fear because of what they've done to me, True. I don't have to do anything to you. There you go. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> there. With that said, um, I hope I hope this has touched. I hope this has at, at least touched a spark with somebody out there. Uh, again, you guys, p- please feel free to to join in the conversation. Drop us a line. Let us know what you think. Um, you know, it's it's an important conversation. Uh, trust without it, um, we can't function. Without trust, you're 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 along, you're you're on the island with Wilson. Okay, you have no one if you don't yeah, have try trust. Try getting married and you don't trust that person. You can love them all you want. Yeah, that yeah. You, you know, that's yeah, that doesn't work. It just doesn't yeah. work. Yeah, try that. And uh, so again, you guys think on that. 
I hope it I hope it touched uh, touched a nerve and and, and helps somebody out there you know think twice uh, before they they give into coercion and uh, uh, somebody push them into something they may not feel comfortable with. You know, get comfortable with it before you make those decisions. So whatever that decision may be. So with that said, please remember to hit that like, subscribe, notification bell. And until next week, I'm Glenn Snyder. This is Dr. Corbett Everidge. And we'll see you next time. Well, take care. We'll see you soon.